SM Broncos podcast. I'm your host, Zach Stevens, joined by my main man, Andre Simone, as Ryan is off in the desert, soaking up the sun, watching a little <laughs> baseball before his birthday on Saturday. Andre, wow. I'm so stoked to be joined by you today, and you're the perfect guy to be joining me on this podcast because yeah. free agency is right around the corner. I taste it. I <sighs> smell it. It's Finally. sitting at the restaurant. And the food is coming out. I see it. Oh, man, we are so close. But first, let me tell you about Elixinol. Don't take our word for Elixinol. Take former Bronco quarterback Jake Plummer's word on it. Plummer is a huge fan of Elixinol's hemp balm, a topical pain reliever that is just one of Elixinol's many great non-THC products. What's more? 5% 5% of your purchase goes to a nonprofit of your choice. So go and visit elixinal.com to get yours today. Dre? Tremendous deal. How you doing, my man? Doing great. You got me excited with that intro. <laughs> it's true. Like, short of the draft, I really think mm. the start of free agency is the best, best day of the year. And for, of course, you're saying the draft. No, no question about well, that. Right, and right, and right. I'd probably lean with you as well. But for fans, free agency can even be more exciting because you hear right. things. They, right. they, you know, oh, my gosh, the Broncos are talking to this person. Is right. this person spotted in DIA? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We had the Flacco moment a few weeks ago. Now, that wasn't that exciting right. because the Broncos already knew uh, they were trading for yeah. him. Uh, and in the draft, there's it comes out two seconds before the pick yeah, is in. True. So, so, and free agency officially starts one week from Wednesday. Or, or I guess this coming Wednesday at right. two p.m. Right. But the unofficial tamper or so tampering window or the right. legal tampering period begins on Monday. I don't know how you can put legal tampering together. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> but but teams can pretty much agree with free agents on Monday. So Dre, right. we are so close. But oh, the, I know. We got to get to the big, big, big news of the day first. Broncos signed Casey Kreider. Wow. I know. I know. They're not dropping bombs. What a signing. I should actually call him Pro Bowler Casey Kreider. <laughs> signed him to a I one mean... year deal for $1 million. This was a no brainer. Um, they could He was a restricted free agent. They could have put a tag on him. The cheapest tag would have cost $2 million. That would have been almost double. The price of the most expensive long snapper. So they weren't going to do that. They got this deal done. Already, that's a nice chunk of change. Yeah, $1 million for a guy. Are we in the wrong business? Should we have been long snapping as youngsters? Absolutely. Sounds like a sweet gig. You should see how much fun Casey has at practice. He he does nothing. And and, and (laughs) sure, mate. 
I just oh, you, you know if if I'm a kicker glorious? if I'm a kicker or a punter yeah. at the end of a game when it when it's a, a critical situation and right. I need to right. to make it I can totally understand how that is pressure packed oh chaotic. definitely and I know this this long snappers on the field at the exact same time right but come on are you really shaking in your boots because of that yeah no he's probably cool as a cucumber it, huh? exactly yeah. maybe maybe that's why he gets yeah. a million bucks oh man but. To me, the only reason why you let Casey Kreider go is if you're just going to use a, a third-string tight end to do this job. And I've always wondered that. And it's not just the million dollars that he takes up against right. the cap. Right. It's that roster spot. I mean, yeah. we maybe no, it's all a lie, but the NFL tells us how valuable every single roster right. spot is. I'm always surprised that some teams have a pure long snapper. I've always thought of this, and it really does feel like – yeah, you're wasting money. You're wasting a valuable roster spot. It's just like, why have a pure long snapper? I guess it's just because it's too valuable. You can't mess it up. Because I, I guess. guess I guess that, that yeah. nervous kicker doesn't get to swing his leg with three seconds left if the ball's not there. Yeah, you know? no, fair, fair. And uh, so, so Casey will be with the team for one more year. We will still not talk to him. We'll, we won't mention his name unless he messes up. Right. Right. So, Casey, here's your, what, 30 seconds of shine right now? Maybe three minutes. 30 seconds of shine. Yeah. Wow. Now, there you go. Moving on to a guy that, that is being talked about today, Darian Stewart. Yeah. The Broncos have officially released him. And he had a, a, a really good few years here. Of course, the oh, past phenomenal. two years, a, a bit of a drop-off, yeah. injuries, Especially age, last year. slowed down, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, and it was clear the Broncos were not going to, to – keep him on the team this year right they save three and a half million dollars against the cap uh they have 2.8 million dollars in dead money right. but it was worth it yeah and look he was never the deep safety last year that he was signed on to be in fact him and simmons really switched roles and he became that in the box guy and that kind of nullified his impact in a lot of ways and uh too easily exploitable when in coverage on tight ends or you know, matched up in the slot. And I think Will Parks has shown more than enough to give him that strong safety starting job. Right? Exactly. And, and Will Parks is the reason why you feel comfortable doing this. Yeah. Even if you don't go out and get a safety next year or, or right. this year in free agency. And Darian had, had a great run with the Broncos. Oh, when man. he signed, Amazing. that was the start of mm -hmm. the no fly zone. Yes. You had him, TJ Ward. I mean, talk about two underrated oh, hard hitters back there yeah, no and kidding. then of course Akeeb and Chris and then right. you had Bradley Roby as well right. Bradley Roby is of course going to test free agency and yeah. and let from what I've heard <clears throat> unless the Bronco unless Bradley Roby's value is just shot the Broncos Which, will want oof. him back at at a very hometown discount and that's that's probably not going to happen for, yeah. for a cornerback I mean I'm talking like six maybe seven million but he's definitely going to go out there if if let's say he gets an offer from another team for 10 million a year he's not coming back to the broncos and asking if right. they'll match he's, he's going to go take yeah. that other opportunity so if that does happen and the broncos don't resign him chris harris is the only member of the no fly zone left i know crazy and just one year less than one year ago chris was saying that the no fly zone was still around and as much as he's yeah. a friend of this podcast no i'm sorry yeah no definitely no fly zone's not. not around Definitely not. But it was time to, you know, that's one of the few areas where they have been able to add some intriguing young talent between Will Parks and Simmons. And 
I like DeMonte Thomas. Mm. I think he could yep. deserve more snaps. Yep. Um, they've got that other practice squad safety from Florida State, whose name I'm Trey Marshall. Yeah. There you go. Um, so you know they've got some pieces. We'll see. You've mentioned this is a great safety class in free agency. Mm-hmm. I think that's a position that the last few years has been undervalued. So you might be able to find good value price wise. In fact, you might be able to find someone at what Darian Stewart would have earned, who's a significant upgrade and like a big name, you know? Right. So that's intriguing. And uh, frankly, as much as the corners disappointed at the combine, the safety is really impressed. So this is a more intriguing safety class than I think we thought uh, coming into the week in Indianapolis. So all signs point to this being a, a strong move and a move that the Broncos will be able to upgrade even next year. So do you upgrade? And and let's dive into free agency right now. And, yeah. of course, you can bring yeah. this, your draft inside in as well. And let's start with the safety position. Was this move to open up a spot to sign a, a, a star free agent or a big-time free agent at the safety position just next week? Or was this saying, Will Parks, Justin Simmons, DeMonte Thomas, this is this is your time to shine? And Sua Cravens. I think it's the latter. So they were ready to give the young guys uh, their shine, and rightfully so, and also felt that, you know, I think they might have... This is where it gets tricky, signing players who are veterans, right, is... Often you are paying them for what they did rather than what they will do. Mm. And I think that was the case with Darian Stewart. Uh, He was earning what Darian Stewart should have earned a few years back, not what he deserved to earn right now at this point in his career. And that's that's just contracts in sports. You know, that's the the sad reality of it. Um, Now, that said... I do think, especially with the lack of depth at cornerback, there is a scenario, and we've talked about this through the last two seasons, where instead of playing nickel with three corners, you can play nickel with three safeties. Mm. But is DeMonte Thomas a guy you trust enough to be that nickel safety? And we know how well Justin Simmons covers in the slot. Yep. And he, geez, I was thinking about it. For a team that plays that Seattle-style cover three, Yep they'd probably convert Justin Simmons to corner straight up. He's Mm. got the size. He's got the fluid hips. He's got the long speed to turn and run. Mm. He's explosive, nice ball skills. His problem is the instincts when he's playing deep, which is where Darian Stewart was phenomenal when he was at his best. Mm. Um, So that's And that's the other part of this is I feel like this roster is made up of a lot of guys who are at their best playing closer to the line. Not necessarily typical in the box safeties a la TJ Ward, but guys who are better when playing up closer to the line, whether it's Simmons covering in the slot or Will Parks is more of a classic nickelback who can be more of a blitzer, more of a factor against the run. But we are lacking a guy who's reliable as that deep safety. And I think that's maybe the most underrated position in all of football is that single high safety who has the range to go sideline to sideline, you know, has those instincts, can cover a lot of ground and read the quarterback and do all that stuff. And that's kind of what we're missing. So let me let me read you some names and tell me which one yes, jumps please. off. Don't think about price right now. I won't. Earl Thomas, Tyron Matthew, mm-hmm. Landon Collins, mm-hmm. Eric Weddle, LaMarcus Joyner, mm-hmm. Adrian Amos, 
uh, Ha Ha Clinton Dix, and I can keep going down the list. Right. What a class. Yes. Really, really intriguing. Uh, Earl Thomas, obviously, best deep safety maybe in our lifetime. Mm. He has that rare quality I was just talking mm. about. Uh, you know, medical needs to check out, but he would be a no-brainer for me. And I will, I mean, as the draft nerd that I am, I will never get over the fact that the Broncos traded a future first-rounder <laughs> for Alfonso Smith, who was a total bust. He got cut after two years, and that first-rounder ended up being the Seahawks pick for Earl Thomas. <sighs> yeah. It's not a good way to almost roll into the weekend, Dre. Broncos win two <laughs> Super Bowls if that trade doesn't occur. Wow. There's no way they lose to Seattle in that Super Bowl if Earl Thomas is on the good guy side. Wow. Wow. That's how big that trade was. Wow. So you're saying give it, give us Earl Thomas. Give us Earl Thomas and let me rest in peace with that. Now how much is he going to cost? We got to see because this I'm, I'm convinced the safety market is not going to be that great, mm. uh, n especially with all those options. Right. I mean, what would Tyron Matthew get last year? It was a small deal. Yeah. I don't think One Earl year. Thomas will get that much more, especially if you were to throw him, you know, like a three year contract, which, hey, it's risky. Really? So, so just get, give me a ballpark. Let's say three years. What are you thinking? Uh, three years, twenty one million nine guaranteed. Really? Does that seem too steep to you? That no, no, not steep enough. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna command much more than that. And do you think he sets the market? Is is he the the? Is he the highest paid safety? I think Landon Collins sets the market because he's younger. The not the injury concerns. Younger, <laughs> not the injury concerns. Bigger name. I think people see more upside. And man, it's hard to disagree with you. Just remembering back to what it was last year and just how safeties were not paid. Yeah. they were not coveted. I just I think that with how good these safeties are, mm -hmm. there is going to be a demand. So Eric Berry is the highest paid safety this year, right? Uh, uh, making thirteen million dollars. Um, Cam Chancellor's making twelve. I think some yeah. of these guys get that. Yeah, I think Earl Thomas gets close to that. At least tops ten. You think so? I think huh? Landon Collins tops ten. Uh, yeah, I think Amos could sneak into the top ten because of how young he is. Really, you think he can get ten million a year? I think he could get close to being one of the top 10 highest paid safeties. So the 10th highest paid safety right now is Rodley. Uh, I'm sorry, this my screen's freaking out. Is Tayshawn Gibson. He's making $7 million, So Yeah. 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 So, so I think all of these guys will obviously be in, in, in right. there. But, man, I don't think the Broncos are in a safety, uh, are in the safety market for 10-plus million dollar guy. No, they shouldn't be. But you did, this is a position you should bargain hunt at. What, so what do you do with it? Do you sign Adrian Amos to a four-year deal for $28 million, $7 million a year? I mean, for starters, Fangio has to, like, not pound the table. He has to do— He's got to flip the table? He's got to flip the table. <laughs> like, this is on you, Vic. If, he, if anything bad happens when he's on the field— Adrian Amos ain't accountable. You're accountable. Mm. Like, you better give the full endorsement or we're not doing this. We are bargain hunting. And then I I, I'm i on the exact same page as yeah. you. 
if for some reason one of these stars comes in low, you obviously sign them. I right. think 32 other teams would say that too. Yeah. That's why I'm not going to focus on that. If if Vic Fangio says he is the truth mm-hmm. and he is he is only scratched the surface, he yeah. has way more. Then yeah, then then you sign him to set right. seven million a year. Right. If not, then you're bargain hunting. And one guy I like to keep an eye on is Eric Weddle. Now he's 34 yep. years old, yep. and he could go probably get one year eight million. He probably I don't I don't want to say probably get that. He could mm-hmm. he could maybe get that. And if I'm him, I take that. Or he goes and plays with a with a Super Bowl contending team. Right. For some reason. Let's say there's not a market for him, which I don't expect. Yeah. What if you sign him to a one-year, five million dollar deal, and he replaces Darian Stewart for only a million and a half more? Oh man, that'd be so nice. Then I love that, and, and that's not you know true, but true basement bargain hunting, right? Where, where right, you're right. looking for a guy for one million, right? But man, that value would be good. But again, yeah. if I'm Eric Weddle, why am I taking that sweetheart discount for a team right. that's that? Has that the coach right. has admitted has needs all over the place? Yeah, no, you've talked me into it. I think Weddle could be. The next guy in line after Brian Dawkins and John mm. Lynch and, mm. you know, what Stewart and TJ Ward were, you know, yep. veteran safeties who come to the Broncos and kind of find a renaissance in their careers as they come to an end. Yeah, you're, I think that could be a great signing. Man, and then and then you're not moving on from Will Parks or Justin right. Simmons, and you're not right. stunting their growth because Eric Weddle's a situational guy. Right. Uh, he, he can be the main guy, but—, but that then you're not just bringing someone in because I think there's too many needs around this team right. where Justin Simmons and Will Parks still have enough potential and they've yeah. shown me enough where you don't completely move on from them when you have gaping holes at cornerback, multiple yeah. cornerback right. spots. You may want to improve that inside linebacker and give Vic his guy. Yeah. The defensive line, guys, John Elway said last week that they were going to pick up Derek Wolf's contract option. Uh they have to do that by tomorrow, and they haven't done it. I'm not saying yeah. it's not going right. to happen, right. but maybe the Broncos are thinking twice about mm-hmm. this. And then if that happens, then you have a massive hole mm-hmm. along the defensive line, which certainly can be addressed in the draft, yeah. but then you're just adding more needs. Right. Right. And when safety is, ah, it'd be nice to upgrade, not a you have to upgrade, you right. have to help this out. Yeah. That's not where I'm spending my money right now. So, great. Monday morning, you're John Elway. Who are you calling first? Maybe, maybe maybe you don't have a player in mind. Mm-hmm. What position group are you calling right away? Hmm. Well, I guess I would go inside linebacker. Mm, is there one guy you have in mind or not necessarily? K.J. Wright. Oh, not the guy everyone's been talking about. I really like K.J. Wright. Oh, and, and, does he, and he fits well too, right? He fits really well. I think he's more of a leader and more of a proven entity than C.J. Mosley or really? Quan Alexander or Jordan Hicks or any of the other names that are out there. So, so if you go K.J. Wright, mm-hmm. what's he cost and – then obviously you're not in the C.J. Mosley market. And then right. are you also not in a top inside linebacker in the draft market? I think you would wait on inside linebacker. Of course, you see how the board falls to you. But if you did that, there's less pressure on grabbing your guy at 10. And you could wait till, you know, late day, late day two, early day three, and find that undervalued, undersized athletic linebacker than Vic can develop 
you know, it's it's just like we talk about it with Munchak all the time. Do you give Munchak a primetime player mm. or do you give him a raw toolsy guy who he can develop? Yeah. Fanjo, I mean, as much as we talk about Munchak, Fanjo might be the greatest linebacker coach of all NFL <laughs> history, <laughs> yep. right? Yep. Uh, so you can really give him some some Play-Doh to mold and shape as he wants to. And I think that could be key. Um, so, yeah, I think you could find good value in the draft and find that young guy. And um, Joe Jones is another guy I've talked about, and we've got a question about it on the draft pod. Um, I think he'd fit nicely in Fangio's defense better than anyone else on the mm, roster. Wow. Um, so he'd be another undervalued guy who you could kind of try out. And, you know, so those would be kind of my considerations in the draft or with the youth movement. To me, what I'm doing Monday morning, yeah. I'm, pi- I'm picking up the cell phone in my right hand and I'm picking up the landline in oh. my left hand and I'm calling offensive linemen uh-huh. and cornerbacks. And yeah. Uh, you have to have a plan. John has to have a plan, and he needs to decide who he's drafting mm-hmm. right now. Because if you go out and you go and sign a ten million dollar cornerback, let, yeah. let's say you try to nab Bryce Callahan, um, or Gosh, I hope he's not ten million. Yeah, yeah, it'd be right or, around there, or or uh, uh, Pierre. Uh, help me with the name. The the guy with the Colts. Um, uh, Yes, Pierre Desir, uh-huh. um, or who are, who are some other? I'm pulling up my Kareem list. Jackson's yep. there. Yep, uh, Ronald Darby. Um, if you go out and sign one of those guys, are you really going to then draft a cornerback in the first round? No, and I don't think you should, regardless of what you do in free agency. Uh, for one, the value at this cornerback position is in day two. Um, that's where we'll have lots of options and that's where I think you can find good value between rounds two and three. Um, and secondly, I've said this all along, Vic Fangio doesn't need an elite cornerback. Mm. This is way different from Wade Phillips who really wanted those shutdown corners. Uh, he doesn't need that. He needs competent zone cornerbacks who have good instincts and, uh, can tackle well. And those are, you know, they might not be the easiest to find, but they, they come at less of a premium. So you can find them later on in the draft, and you can find them in free agency without sp- spending premium dollars. Right. So that's my thought on cornerback. Do you have a name in mind for O-line? Are you a Trent Brown guy? That, not for the price. Not for the price yeah. tag. He, he's obviously the guy that you would want to get, especially yeah, yeah, with yeah. Munchak, pair him up. But he's going to be, isn't he going to be $15 million? Oh, I think he's so overrated and going to be overvalued right Ex- now. Exactly. So he's going to get look, more than he's worth. Credit to him. He gambled on himself, signed a one-year contract, and now he's making he's going to make buku bucks. Yes, he's going to make tons and tons of money, but that's why you <clears throat> you call him. That's probably the first guy that I call. Yeah. And I say, "What's the price tag?" They say it's 15, they say it's 14, they Click. say it's 13. <laughs> exactly. Thank right. you. We'll talk to you in 5 years right. maybe. Um, Other thing is, Trent Brown doesn't fit our scheme. Mm. If we're running a zone blocking, Trent Brown mm. ain't your guy. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so you don't you don't spend too much time on that. Right. Uh, Daryl Williams, uh, the tackle from the Panthers, right. he's going to be on right. the open market. Yeah. Roger Saffold, uh, the guard from the Rams, he, he's going to be available. Yeah. Juwan James, I mean, that's another tackle I option. Do like Juwan James? And the Broncos liked him last year. Yeah. They tried. They tried to trade for right. him. Right, never worked out. 
And is he just a high upside guy? Is he a... Well, not not anymore. I think he's a versatile, solid guy. Okay, so it's not I a... I think he's like a younger Valdir without the injury questions. Okay, okay. And then beyond that, there's 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 some other guys, you mm-hmm. know, mainly guards that, that can come in and yeah, play. right. I just think you gotta, you got to find something. Maybe it's Matt Paradis. Maybe it's Matt Paradis, Billy Turner, and Jared Valdir. Personally, bringing back the, the group that was just okay last year and was really injury-prone... It's not the route I would go. It's not my cup of mm-hmm. tea. But if it's one of those guys, if it's two of those guys, okay, it's got to be addressed. And you haven't addressed it now. The Broncos said Billy Turner was going yeah. to be signed before free agency started. Right. He's still not signed. We know Matt Paradis is going to test the market. I think he's going to be too rich. What you can't do is let all these guys go, or you can't even just keep Billy Turner and do nothing else right. on the offensive line. So my cell phone's a little quicker than my rotary phone, so I, I'm, <laughs> I'm calling the offensive lineman with the cell phone. You're not quick on the rotary, huh? No, no. Different not, generation. It's serious. It hurts the finger a little bit. Yeah, when it does. Spinning it around. It does. So, Dre, let's, let's find out from the listeners what they want. Who is your top right. free agent? We put that out as the question of the week presented by Sports Call, and make sure you go check them out. Uh, we got baseball season right around the corner. That is a perfect oh, place to be yeah. uh, to grab a cold one, to grab some food, to catch the mm-hmm. game, or to, to do right. all that before going over the game. So right. make sure you check out Sports Column. And again, we said, who is your top free agent? We had a lot of comments come in on this. I don't Nicholas Geyer says, safeties, but not Collins. Why don't you think he's into Collins? Too expensive? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i not sure why uh, Nick thinks this, but in our argument earlier, I don't know that Collins fits uh, what Fancho's trying to do. He's another guy that would be better off playing closer to the line, right? So he's the opposite of what we're looking for. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I think the honey badger i think earl thomas i think amos really fit what we're trying to find and that's what you're looking for and that's why a lot of people mm-hmm. and i'm sure we'll hear a lot of people clamoring for adrian amos ryan right. clayman comes in and says cj mosley and then he puts a gif in of some guy just saying want 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 mm. so he really wants cj mosley yeah. what do you think you're not as hot on cj i'm i think he'd be good i think he's getting a little overvalued I mean, this is a highly rated linebacker. Has he exactly lived up to that upside? I'm not sure. Hmm. He played well last year. That defense did a great job studying them on tape. Their ability in underneath coverage was terrific. That was the real strength of their game is you saw those underneath routes, which is where NFL passing offenses live, and they're just one, one defender is handing off the receiver to another defender. There's like no gaps in that zone. He was a big part of that. At the same time, they like beat us down when he was out the game or he wasn't fully healthy. And I don't know if he's an impact player. I think he's going to get overpaid. And here's what no one in Denver is really talking about, except for you, Andre. There is middle ground when it comes to the inside linebacker position. It's not Devin White or C.J. Mosley or Bust. Oh and, yeah. And people have been taught, well, can we really go into the season with Josie right. Jewell and Todd Davis? Right. Well, it or are, are we are we paying CJ Mosley to be to to have him be the highest paid inside linebacker? Are we paying him thirteen million dollars in free right. agency? Or are we going and using our first round pick, number ten overall, on Devin White? Well, there there is middle ground. Yeah. Uh, and, and there there's some guys in, in the middle rounds of the draft where you could pick up, and maybe it's not the answer for this year. 
are the Broncos winning a, trying to win a Super Bowl this year? Right. John Owens right. probably Good trying, point. but yeah. uh, realistically, that that's not the window. And right. then K.J. Wright is another great name, a guy that's not going to yeah. be the highest paid inside linebacker. So I'm I'm really opening up to that idea. Yeah. And I think John, unless Vic Fangio's flipping the table yeah, for right. an inside linebacker, right. if he just says, you know, I need two or th- I, I need one or two more inside linebackers, right. and John says, okay, well, I'm not giving you a first-round pick for an inside yeah, linebacker, yeah. and I'm not giving you $13 million, right. uh, of my limited resources to yeah. spend in free agency, then I, I can really see that happening. Mm-hmm. And Vic Fangio's one of the best inside, best linebackers coaches ever, like you said, right. if not the best. Right. So does, does he need... Of course, every coach needs talent, but does right. he need the best talent? I'm not too sure about that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, KJ Wright could be the quarterback of your defense, and he could be that leader they've kind of been lacking. Mm, that's big. That's big. Timothy Pierce comes in and says, speaking of leaders here, Andre, mm. he says, Terrell Suggs and Bryce Callahan Ooh. then re sign Roby and draft Devin White in order to carry Flacco to the playoffs. So it sounds like Timothy's plan is. Good luck, Joe Flacco. We're giving you nothing. Sounds like Timothy is actually John Elway's burner account. <laughs> <laughs> He's in win-now mode, baby. Yep. Yeah. What do you think of Trell Suggs? Oh, I mean, what a phenomenal player. Always loves Suggs. I, I mean, poor guy, though. He's he's barely going to see the field with us. Yeah, exactly. And so, I, yeah, I don't know. Would he come in to take a reserve role? I don't know. Right. Why would he do that? Like yeah. that, that much of a reserve role, yeah, I should say. Yeah, totally. Lance comes in and says, C.J. Mosley, so you can get a quarterback while you're still in the top 10. So it sounds like Lance kind of has that philosophy of if you're not getting C.J. Mosley, you're getting Devin White. Right, right. Which, again, I do think uh, it's important to to broaden your view, and there's there's a lot of options. John Lots. comes in and says, none. What? Let's get compensatory picks from some some combination of Shane, Shaq, Roby, and Paradis. Let's extend our own guys like Chris, Shell Bay, and get <laughs> some high comp picks. That's the ultimate rebuild move. That is not John Elway's <laughs> burner account. Um, <laughs> exactly. But I, I love it. Um, thing is, I'm, I'm worried the only guy we would get a compensatory pick for would be Paradis, right? I'm not sure anyone else gets paid enough to warrant a compensatory pick. Really? I mean, Roby might. Roby, I suppose, would be the other guy. I actually think the Broncos could cash in very well on compensatory picks. Obviously, Paradis, I agree with you. Roby, I think he will. Shaq and Shane, I think they're both going to get six, seven, eight million. Yeah, that 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 should nail you uh, a compensatory. I I would think so, man. Could you imagine like three? Well, then it's. It's funny. We thought this edge class of free agents was going to be out of this world, and then every single one got tagged, basically. Exactly. So maybe that drives the value up of these other guys. Right. Next one coming in from Craig. He says, Matt Paradis. What do you think of Matt? Obviously a great player, but what would you do? I like him. I like him in this scheme. I would not pay him as the top center. Mm. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't either. I've never been, and I know, um, you know, like real – O-line nerds will disagree with me on this. And I don't mean to call them nerds. I, I call myself a nerd. <laughs> I mean no offense. Um, but, you know, the the people who really know their stuff on the O-line think very highly of Matt Paradis. I see it from more of an analytical perspective of analyzing each game. You know, for a guy who would be the top paid center at his position, 
there's too many negative plays on tape to, right. to warrant that for me. Right. Yeah. And it's just I'm not I'm not paying a center twelve million dollars. I hear you, brother. So no, yeah. I I I wouldn't do that. Right. Right. Eric chimes in next. He says, "CJ, maybe he's." Talking Anderson. Maybe you mean C.J. Anderson. Actually, dude, uh, 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 <laughs> the more we talk about this, the more I think of how much C.J. Mosley is going to cost. I might want C.J. Anderson more than I want C.J. Mosley. Uh, no. Pay, I'll pay <laughs> C.J. Mosley $20 million <laughs> before that. Travis Wentland comes in and says, free agent wish list for the Broncos in order. Adrian Amos, Juwan James, Kareem Jackson, and Alexander. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I like those options. I'm I'm on board with just about all of them. I didn't realize Kareem Jackson's 31. Really? How's that possible? Wow. Boy, time flies, man. That is that is crazy. Stevie Nicks is right. Like, <laughs> time makes you older. Even children get older. Like, <laughs> I'm getting older too. It's uh, woo. Life is something, brother. Joe Harim, man, it certainly is, especially this past year. (laughs) This past year has been pretty crazy for you. Yeah, you said it. Joe Harim chimes in and says, My top target would be Daryl Williams, but best Mm. I would say C.J. Mosley. I'd like to see Williams and Callahan this free agency and Devin White in first round as the primary target. So, that's all defense. So, the theme... These were all written yesterday. Yep. Do people not know Devin White's going to be gone by pick number five? You think he will? Tampa yeah. Bay? Yeah. Tampa Bay at five? Yeah, and I'm so sorry to break everyone's heart by <laughs> announcing that. But uh, that's kind of a thing. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, that's just fine. At 10, there's going to be another Devin who's identical. It's exactly. He's almost a clone. It's, it's freaky. You're 100% right. Devin Bush from Michigan. Yep. He's actually a way safer pick and more NFL ready. Really? And I love Devin White, but Devin White's way rawer. You know, he's going to need to be coached up a lot more. Man, to take him at 10, that would be pretty crazy. I mean, and we're going to get to this in some of the listener questions. I mean, the more we get into this, the more trading down seems like a logical solution. Yeah, that's what I'm... I'm flipping the table for that. And uh, frankly, it's what we should have done last year. Yeah. You know, as much as I love Chubb, wouldn't you rather have, like, Derwin James and Leighton Vanderesh? Or a quarterback? And Well, (laughs) don't get me started on that. But, you know, having taken, like, the Bills picks and just doubled up on defense. If that's what we were going to do anyways and forget quarterback, then... But, you know, the trading down, it's the option that sounds most appealing to every franchise. It rarely works out that way because you need interest for a team to move up. Ke- exactly. Kevin yeah. Crumley comes in and says, used to be Mosley, but cover skills are an issue. Amos is a value given. Yeah, I want to see how much Amos costs at that age. At, yeah. the right, at the right price, I'm all in on Amos. I'm with you. Jared Fry says, Adrian Amos. Juwan James is a close second, though. Man, yeah, right price for Adrian Amos. And he's a guy, fifth-round pick, just coming off his rookie contract. Right. He is going to want to get paid, as he should. Oh, yeah. So anyone thinking, you know, he'll stay with the Bears for a hometown discount, and why I say that is bring it to the Broncos, and he'll take a little discount to play with Vic Fangio, no. 
Forget about no, it. No, I mean, this isn't his hometown. This isn't a guy that's been paid. He's right. going to get paid. So if you want Adrian Amos, are you ready to pay up? Because if you are, then you can get him, obviously. You know who's the free agent tackle I really want? Who? Ty Neshke. He's been a backup offensive tackle for the Washington Redskins forever. Hmm. Started his career in um, Canada. Okay. Anytime he's on the field, because those guys are always injured. Like, seriously, the Redskins have such an injury problem. Anytime he comes in, he can be a swing tackle, play either position. He's phenomenal. Wow. Uh, and he's got great size. I think you give him to Munchak. Now, the thing is, he's 33. Mm-hmm. But if you can get him at a bargain, do it. This is why I love doing the pod with you. I'm, you just listed a guy who started his career in Canada and has been a backup. That That is in, <laughs> right, that's incredible, right. Andre. And so, yeah, if you get him at a value. Now, the question is, it, does he come in and, he, and he's your backup swing tackle until – until someone gets hurt, or do you bring him in and he's your starting oh, right tackle? You tell him, like, Ty, you want to finally start in your career? Mm-hmm. You want to pull an Andrew Whitworth and, like, play your best football in your mm-hmm. 30s? Come with me, baby, and the best offensive line coach in the biz. Man, if Mike Munchak signs off on that and you get a ch- – uh, I don't like the idea of a cheap right tackle again, though. It, oh, it's, been, it's been rough. I know. <laughs> Eamon Badwin says, this is a tough one since we need help all over – Maybe a cornerback, Kareem Jackson, or Callahan, or any reliable offensive lineman. I agree with you there. I mean, yeah. if you can if you can find a corner, or if you, I mean, more specifically, if you can get an offensive lineman, anyone Who's reliable <laughs> and not going to <laughs> be overpaid. Like, there's like 15 starters in the entire NFL who are reliable. We exactly. are in such an O line crisis. So it's how crazy. tough is it in free agency to get a good offensive lineman? That doesn't blow the bank. It's basically impossible. It, it is impossible. Yeah. And that, that's what's tough. That's why you have to draft him well. And Develop uh, him. That hasn't happened here. Has not. <laughs> <laughs> and last one coming in from Anna. She says, Le'Veon Bell. But from a Broncos perspective, C.J. Mosley. Wow, is this the Stephen A. Burner account? <laughs> <laughs> They play play Phil at wide receiver and oh, Le'Veon. <laughs> hey, uh, where do you put Royce? Fullback? Let's right right tackle? Oh, can we do this? <laughs> can we just run the triple option like man, Wildcat with those man. three? Hey, you, you got Joe Flacco. Might as well. He is a runner more than a passer, I've been told. Oh, yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly, in the words of Stephen A. That's right. Dre, we got to hear more from the listeners. But first, I got to tell you about Strava Craft Coffee. We're excited to tell you about this game-changing coffee. Strava Craft is a CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. The reviews are incredible, so check them out. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS. It has helped decrease anxiety, you name it. CBD is all-natural and non-psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty, and we couldn't recommend it more to our listeners. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the code BSN2019 at checkout, and you'll get it shipped straight to your door. All right, Andre, like I said, I mean, we, we have the best listeners out there, and they no want to hear from us. They want it on the door of free agency they they want to they want to dive questions in, into that, that need head. answered. All right. First one coming in from Bleed Orange and Blue. He says, "RK and Zach, I was a little disappointed you didn't answer any of my recent comments on the past couple of pods. 
Hopefully you read this one, and, and that, that's a, a good reminder to us, or for you guys. If we don't get to a question, it just means it came in after we did the <clears throat> podcast, yep. Yep. and if we went back and tried to decipher which ones we read and didn't on past podcasts, that would be a full-time job yeah. in itself. So yeah. ble- Bleeding Orange and Blue it was not intentional at all, right. and to anyone else um, that, that we don't get the comment to, please just copy and paste yeah. that, the comment 100%. For, that, that you put. Just put it on the next day's podcast. Yeah. Um, I think we're pretty darn good at yeah. reading most of them, yeah. but I can see how one or two would fall through the cracks. Same thing for the draft pods. Sometimes we'll miss it. Just just hit us back up. Exactly. We're happy to answer it. Exactly. Yeah. So now let's move on and not answer his question. There no. you go. <laughs> his question is, the Broncos have the best chance of winning if they trade back from 10. The more picks they have, the greater chance they draft players with greater potential. The less picks a team has, the smaller margin for error and more need for players who can play now. The only exception is if they have a can't-miss player at 10, like Devin White or Kyler Murray. P.S. The pot isn't the same without Zach's laugh. At first, it annoyed me at first, but I've grown a fondness for it. Well, I'm glad that the annoyingness <laughs> has turned into a, a, a sense of happiness for you. I mean, my man is, you know, so cheerful and just a good time, so... uh no one hate on his laugh. I was thinking about it. I've been laughing way more on this <laughs> pod, but I don't understand. That. Have you stopped laughing? Like, do you have a dark cloud over your head well, in the last I, few just, pods? Let's just say What's I happening? read this question before the pod, so I, you know, haven't wanted to laugh. Oh yeah, wow! It, it's it's, wow. Calm, it's calmed me down. No, I'm just wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so, Dre, what do you think about that? What do you think about the sure things of Devin White or Kyler Murray? Yeah, I mean, that's a great <laughs> strategy. It's, uh, you know, it's what some of the greatest coaches in NFL history, like uh, Bill Walsh and Bill Belichick, believe in, is to accumulate more picks, and you're just going to have more options. Uh, I'd rather trade down than Devin White, and I know Kyler Murray isn't happening, so I've, you know, my my soul's at peace with that, <laughs> and I can move on and... To call Kyler a safe pick is kind of crazy. Well, um, but mm, I get it. I mean, I'd love him too. I think I think he'd be phenomenal, no doubt. Any concern with his character? As I've told you in private, I'm more concerned with his camp than I am his mm, character. Okay, so there are red flags. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd but you still would you take him one? Uh no, I would take Dwayne Haskins one if I'm in need of a quarterback. Yeah. So you're the Cardinals. Are you in need for a quarterback? <laughs> Not from my perspective, but then again, I would have never acquired uh, Cliff Kingsbury or <laughs> Vance Joseph. So yeah, there's a lot of interesting or kept going that GM around, there. frankly. So that. They they are doing things not how I would, and that's just fine. Someone they, asked me about the Cardinals yesterday. Said, are they really going to draft Kyler one? And we started talking about it, and I said the Cardinals are either going to be the biggest explosion dumpster fire the sports has ever seen yeah or it's gonna work out and they're gonna be on the the cutting edge of hiring losing college coaches and turning them turned in and drafting five foot ten quarterbacks right after having drafted a quarterback in the top 10 with similar character concerns exactly exactly next one coming in from jeff manet here we go you pronounced it right last time yeah we're going with manet he says my fear seems more and more likely as the days pass. I suppose one equation of it, phase one, should be sorted out by Friday per sources. Phase one, Raiders trade their last first rounder for Antonio Brown. Phase two, 
proceed next week to sign Le'Veon Bell when free agency hits. Phase three, the Cardinals pass on Murray, letting him fall either into the Raiders' lap at four or the Raiders trade up for him. How are the Broncos supposed to compete in the AFC West for the foreseeable future if this happens? I really hope Elway has a plan. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Um, Would that be an issue? What's that? If they get if the Raiders got Kyler, AB, and Le'Veon, yep. it wouldn't be great. I can tell you <laughs> that much. Um, this scenario gets even worse when I tell you I don't think AB has as much of a market as people think, mm-hmm. and the Raiders could get away with getting him for a second rounder and not an end of the first mm-hmm. rounder pick. So the Raiders would still have this, three first rounders. In this scenario, they mm-hmm. get Kyler and two other first rounders to add to the defense as they then also sign Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. And, yeah, that that would be and very AB bad. And AB for a second rounder. That'd be very would bad. Be and here's the thing. I don't think... It, all signs point that Kyler's going number one overall. So yeah. I don't think him yeah. going there is an issue. They could get Drew Locke. They could get Dwayne Haskins. They can get whoever mm-hmm. they want yeah. at four. Um, they could add a Quinnen Williams and then also get two defensive guys a- at the end I of the first know. round. Yeah. They could bo- boost up their defense huge and then also get A.B. and Lev. Yeah. I think those two are very realistic. No, I, I agree completely. I mean, they seem like the front runners for A.B., and Le'Veon could be too. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's it's scary, but uh, we'll have to see. I mean the beauty is the Raiders still have John Gruden. <laughs> Philip Rivers <laughs> is you know like a month away from having his AARP card, <laughs> and Patrick Mahomes will have to be paid in like a year. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the roster for the Chiefs will go down the drain. So so what you're saying is get past these next two years with the Chiefs. Yeah. You see Tyreek Hill's working on a, a record-setting deal? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Obviously, he's electric, <clears throat> dynamic, explosive, exciting. How long does a player keep that up for? We'll see. I'm not I'm not saying he can't keep it well, up. He's still really young. It's all reliant on Mahomes. If his quarterback was Alex Smith, he doesn't have nearly as much value. The thing is, him combined with Mahomes, they're like the cheat code. Because mm-hmm. they can outthrow any defense. Mm. There's, you know, unless you want to play Hail Mary D every single play, like, there's a real risk Tyreek could burn you on every single play. So, what you're saying is just give uh, Tyreek Joe Flacco and he'll be great. <laughs> Actually, yes. <laughs> I am saying that. Absolutely. Boy, I'd love that. Jack Double Magnum chimes in and says, my personal dream scenario would be for Denver to trade our current second round pick to get Josh Rosen and then hopefully trade back from 10 if White isn't there and hopefully pick up, pick back up that second round pick and grab a corner or an offensive tackle with your first rounder and then best player available in the second round. For starters, why not wait till round three for Rosen? Yeah, right now that's that's the price. I right? guess if you really want him. And we're one of the teams with the higher third rounders, so why not? Exactly. Uh, But I guess if this situation would play out, what you're doing is uh, trading down in order to get Josh Rosen. Which, again, I'm fine with. Sure. I think Rosen presents such amazing value. And here's the thing is, he would be in the perfect situation here in Denver. He would be behind Joe Flacco. There'd be no question. This year, there'd be no question Mm -hmm. about who the starting quarterback is. It's not like you have Case Keenum here. And right. there would certainly be 
a debate in question. Right. No, right when you trade for him, you say, Josh, we love you. You are our backup quarterback this year. Don't even call him backup. You're a developmental quarterback this year. Mm-hmm. We're grooming you for the future. Right. Uh, and this is Joe Flacco's team. See how Joe leads. Yeah. Truly take a back seat and learn. You just hope that his back seat isn't video games and going out seven nights a week. Which I don't think it is. That's not the criticisms you hear of Rosen. And the beauty is he was a first-rounder last year. You're probably going to draft a quarterback in that second to third round range anyways as a developmental quarterback. Well, he'd have a four-year contract just like Rosen has four years left. There is nothing to lose. This would be the greatest bargain deal in recent NFL history. Yep. They drove this expensive car off the lot, and now they want to sell it <laughs> to buy this little one CD Lamborghini, you know? And it's like, yeah, we'll take it. Right. That's fine. Especially where the Broncos are. In, in fact, how, for a backup, for a good backup quarterback, yeah. what is that worth in terms of draft capital? Like a day three pick? Is it? I was going to say a fourth? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so now right. take that good backup quarterback and add potential to be a very good starter. Right. And you're telling me that's not a top five pick? Yeah. A, a, top, a, a, a first round pick? Sure. Yeah, so you're definitely doing that for a third rounder. Just if you don't love Josh Rosen, John Elway, well, you don't have to. Yeah. You you should have loved him last year if you were going to pick him at five. Yeah. So, right, right, right. So I understand. Right. If you didn't love him, you weren't over the moon. Yep. Don't don't draft him there. I would have. But yep. now you don't okay. have to love him. Take the take the flyer. Do the trade now. Make it so the Cardinals just admit that they're going after Kyler. Here, and, here. And the drama. Don't don't wait for draft day. Here, here. But you may have to wait for draft. And day. to me, his stock hasn't fallen off. It's not like what he showed on tape last year was like. Oh no, he's a bust. Right, and like and you know, after Goff's first year, we right. were like, yeah, right, that's looking ugly. Yep. Rosen, it's like, man, considering how awful the offense he was in, he flashed some really nice potential. And it's also not like it's David Carr where he got beat up for five straight years. Right, right. We're talking about one year where he wasn't even the full time right. starter, and and you're right. Just look at it, uh, uh, Jer- Jared Goff. Yeah. No right. one liked right. him after the first year. And people are not as down. I mean, it's a perfect point, right. Dre. Is people are not as down on Rosen as they were on Goff. Goff turns around, yeah. boom. Trubisky was like they were limiting him to throwing it eight times a game his first year <laughs> in the NFL. Like, And that's a number two overall pick. Right. You're talking about a third round pick. Oh, my God. Yeah, I like Please it. Please make this happen. Next one from NBOT says, Regarding states without personal taxes, Mm. a recent example of this impacting a free agent signing is a couple years ago when the Cardinals' Calais Campbell was choosing between his hometown team, the Broncos, or the Jaguars. It was rumored that Denver's offer was very close to Jacksonville's, but the difference was Campbell would take home considerably more in Florida. Perhaps Campbell was also swayed by thinking Jacksonville had a better shot at winning, and he wasn't necessarily wrong there. But his signing took longer than expected because he was juggling the two options, and my guess is the tax savings was the tiebreaker. Enbot then went to find a quote from Tom Condon that said, um, or that, that Condon also pointed out, that signing with Jacksonville would come with no state income tax. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it... I imagine... And it's why Malik Jackson left for them. Now, the Broncos weren't rivaling 
the Jaguars in that case. But it's an advantage that these teams have in Texas and Florida. I just can't believe there's not more advantage of that taken. Oh, oh yeah, I would be, I would be splashing the cash, and I mean <laughs> that'd be the name of our team. We would be the <laughs> the Jacksonville no state taxes. <laughs> Like, it's so easy. The taxless like, Jaguars. Yeah. <laughs> like, Elway's a great recruiter. Imagine if he could recruit oh, with no state tax. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That would be dangerous. Yeah. Next one coming in from Wolf Drunk. He says, okay, here's a scenario for free agency. Two guys that haven't been linked as Broncos options by the media that maybe should be. Tyron Matthew and Dion Buchanan. Both hybrid positional players. Matthew played 64 of his snaps at nickel corner in Arizona. And Buchanan, or or at in Texas, and in Arizona, Buchanan started his NFL career as a strong safety until morphing into the nickel or the, the, the money back, the safety slash right. linebacker role where he flourished in Arizona's pre-Wilk three, four days. If the Broncos don't pick... A, pick a Devin in the draft, then Fangio has Buchanan for a speedy sideline-to-sideline three-down linebacker. Mm -hmm. If the Broncos pick a Devin, Buchanan would be a stellar safety in the box and rotational linebacker. What do you think of that? What do you think of that? I think Buchanan's being a bit overrated here. Liked him in college. I think he's being a bit overrated. His problem is he's devastating downhill. Not the rangiest sideline to sideline, and I, I, not the greatest in coverage. Okay, so would have I worry to. he's not well rounded enough for this defense. Yeah, there you go. In the secondary, Chris would get to play outside. Yadam across from him with Matthew or Simmons in the slot. The other with Parks at safety. Tender Shelby Harris in it, and add a cheap defensive lineman. That's a pretty well-rounded D full of playmakers. With Fangio, that should be a top ten defense even before the draft. If Keenum's cut, the team would still have eight figures in cap space to address the offense, and the D wouldn't need more than a pick or two, allowing Munch and Sangs to find their guys. Skangs Skangs. to find their guys. Um, I like the plan, aside from Buchanan. And I think we can find someone that replaces Buchanan and makes sense in this plan. And problem is, Cravens was supposed to be what Buchanan is mm. being described as here. Mm. Yep. But you can find guys like that. Man, they're not ready to fully give up on Cravens, but I mean, he has he has the spring to show his value. Right. And right. Then right. He's still not mm. even a guarantee. But you yeah. do have that in your back pocket. A guy who they were so high on last year. But, Next but, one coming in from Nemo yeah. Three says, "Guys, there's something that needs to be said." about Mac Wilson's game. I think the kid is a dog. Where do you guys see him going in the draft? And if obtained by the Broncos, don't you think he would fit well into Fangio's defense as a as a rangy coverage guy and devastating tackler? He's my hope after Devin White. I would be very happy picking Wilson up in the second round after getting Locke or what the staff deems to be a stud lineman slash corner with pick number 10 or even training back, trading back and adding mm-hmm. additional capital. So got the perfect guy with me. Thoughts on Mac Wilson. I think he'll go in the late first. Um, so a trade down scenario would probably be the only way you can get him. I think in coverage, he's uh, very good. There's a few interceptions he pulled off this year that were just like, what? <laughs> um, 
He needs to I disagree that he's a devastating tackler. I think he can take plays off. I think his instincts coming downhill. He's not, you know, he doesn't play with that reckless abandon and I wonder about his sideline to sideline cover skills. He'd be a great fit in Fancho's defense though. Yeah, watch what you say about him. Oh, I will. Alabama I will. Time. I know. <laughs> How do you meet feel with the, about Mac Wilson? He did meet with the Broncos at the combine. Interesting. He, here's he'd be great in Fancho's defense. He would be. He would be. And mm-hmm. and I, I I would really like that. If you can get him in the second, that's great. But it's like yeah. it's like Ryan and I talk about. We would say that about twenty to twenty five guys. If you can get him in the second. That's great. You know, we know yeah. everyone knows Devin White's not falling to the second. Everyone knows, right. uh, you know, those top ten defensive linemen aren't falling to the second. Right. Outside of the top ten picks, though, everyone kind of starts saying right around pick fifteen, like the fifteenth. That's got well, if he falls to the second, we'll kind of wide open. Yeah, that's yeah. I know. Those guys aren't falling right to 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 the right. second, but. <sighs> It's if, why those team mock drafts or those mock draft machines. It's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean that'd be great if you could get five first rounders. That'd be awesome. You're you're exactly right. Exactly. Yeah. Get. Uh, I think I saw Dwayne Haskins going in the second round. I yep. said, yeah. The best is I saw someone do it, and they drafted Haskins round one, Drew Locke round two, Jared Stidham round oh three, Minshew round four. It was just <laughs> quarterbacks rounds one through seven. That person is a legend, and I love them. Wow. Yeah. That is that is absolutely amazing. Yeah. All right, next one coming in from Mr. Freeze. Getting to instance of food talk. We'll introduce Dre to this. Okay. He <laughs> says, one, Chipotle, or as Zach calls it, Chipotle. Chipotle. <laughs> Chipotle. Right, right. I don't know. Right. I'm, from, I'm, from, I'm from its hometown. Who's to tell me I'm wrong? I'm going, I'm going <laughs> yeah. Chipotle. Yeah, there Num- you go. Number three. We're skipping number two. Oh, okay. Number three, Poncheros. There we go. Poncheros, not Pan. I get it. Never had Poncheros, have you? It's uh, Iowa. Oh. Yep, Iowa. Okay. I'm trying to think of their specialty. That we're being, we've been told their tortillas are very good, freshly made. Um, but the Sioux City Journal did a deep dive into <laughs> into Chipotle Poncheros in Cordova. Am I seriously sitting next to a man that's quoting the Sioux City <laughs> Journal to me? You are. What is a- going on? About breaking down what they called um, listeners. What have you done to my friend? It, <laughs> yes. No. I'm I'm different person than in Mobile. Right? Wow. Wow. And a let's, changed man. Let's just say the people of Iowa say that Poncheros is better than Chipotle, not the Sioux City Journal. Well, I mean, not the Sioux. City who Journal. who would know? Mexican food better than people in Iowa, <laughs> I say. <laughs> exactly. And the number four is Qdoba. And then he says, there is no number two because it's not even close. Wow. So Mr. Freeze agreeing with the Sioux City Journal here. Wow. He also says you can ship Harris pizza frozen. It costs quite a bit, but people who grew up here crave it and will have their friends and family ship it to them. Wow. Have you ever got food shipped to you? further than like a DoorDash. I was playing um a, a premium game a freemium game oh. and got sucked into um <laughs> adding no adding coins with one of their discount codes for Sherry's berries. Wow. <laughs> so that's Sherry. how you fell into that's the That's what trap? happened. Worse yet, 
UPS delivered it a day late, so the berries <laughs> had gone bad. I'm like nibbling off the chocolate on these berries that were a day old. They tasted like booze. <laughs> it was terrible. Man, man, if they only have one day lifespan, I don't know if I can do that. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Ryan and I had a pretty nightmare scenario with, uh, I don't know if it was DoorDash or, or one of their companies. It was 11 p.m. In Indianapolis, we just fi- Ryan was just finishing up his story, uh-huh. and we were both so hungry. No place was open within right, right, you know, right. miles of us. We found this place um, where he was getting wings. I was getting this nice wrap, getting fried pickles on the side. Wow. I was going to try oh those out gosh. in Indy. And uh, we put in our order at 1115. It's like your food's going to be here in 20 minutes. I'm already just starving. Right, right. I right. mean, I'm, I'm eating myself because I'm so <laughs> yeah, hungry. Yeah. 15 minutes goes by. I'm like, hey, Ryan, where is it? Uh, I don't know. still says they're making it. I'm like, oh, man. Okay, okay. Every 15 minutes, Ryan checks his phone. Sometimes he'll update me. Sometimes he knows I'm just so hungry he can't update me. Two, over two hours later, oh, no. our food comes. I think our food was made right when we ordered, though. My, oh, my fried pickles, just like some, some floppy breaded stuff. Oh, Especially fried food. That's the worst. Yeah. Or berries that have gone bad. I actually, I would rather the berries though than fried food <laughs> that's been sitting. It, uh, and I was so close to getting like just my whole meal fried because oh. I was so hungry. Thank goodness. Yeah, I no went kidding. With a healthier wrap <laughs> right. instead of that. And I guess we'll get back to football. But first, Fine. let me. If you're ever in need of a car, truck, or vehicle for a few hours or a few days, Get Around is at your service. Get Around is a car sharing app. You can literally unlock cars near you through their app. Better yet, if you have a car that's just sitting around, make some extra money for your next vacation. Get Around's insurance policy and 24-7 customer service have you covered. Go to get.co slash broncos and save $15 off your first rental or visit get.co slash bsn to sign up for free to rent your car out and start making some money fast. Now, let's nice. get around to these other questions, Andre. Oh, wow. Coming in from Tom3565. says, considering the Broncos' cap situation and the players that are not being re-signed, what players would you would you bring in both in free agency and the draft to provide the best possible team? What will the Broncos do? First, I mean, Tom very smartly points out the Broncos cap situation. I dove into the Broncos cap situation after they released Darian Stewart with the news that that Brandon Marshall will not be on this team next year. And on the surface, seems like they got a lot of money to to spend. In reality, they're working with about $17 million in money that they can spend in free agency. What does $17 million buy you? It could buy you, I don't know what, three starting guards right it could buy you two good starting guards it can't even buy you von miller it it can buy you a low tier starting quarterback yeah i mean you already have one of those right or at least you're paying a guy like that Mm -hmm. so obviously those aren't the moves you're gonna make with that money i love that you threw in it could buy you 17 punters exactly now i should i should have done 17 long snappers yeah that's true with the news of today that's true that would have made a current and so and, and so in that article i looked at 
uh, all the players they can cut realistically yeah, and how right. much money they can save. And and John can work with a lot of money. He can get up to a lot of money yeah. um, in free agency. But what people also need to realize is if they cut Emmanuel Sanders, if they cut Derek Wolf, if they cut all these guys to get all this cap room, you then have to go out and replace <laughs> right. them. Right. There's it, more holes to plug ex- then. Yeah. Exactly. And it's not just going out and finding another $10 million <clears throat> receiver. Mm-hmm. Right now, your roster has just vacancies, not just needs, vacancies. Yeah. Where you have to go sign Jeff Hireman's replacement. And that $17 million doesn't include re-signing Hireman. It doesn't include re-signing mm-hmm. Valdir. Right. So people may see $17 million and say, okay, I could probably get two stud right. starters. You know, I can get... Uh, Adrian Amos and Bryce Callahan. Boom. My secondary. I'm feeling great about my secondary. My linebacking core, I can figure that out in the draft. Right. Maybe grab a defensive lineman at 10. My defense is set. Yeah. Well, now you literally can't sign any offensive players. Right. So you can't do that. Yeah. So maybe if the Broncos don't cut anyone else, Mm -hmm. let's say they do pick up Derek Wolf's contract, keep Emmanuel Sanders. Oh, man. What you're going to have is – the opportunity to get one good player, one stud. Yeah, and I think what you'll end up doing is trying to get like three decent veterans. It with one stud or just three decent veterans? Three decent veterans. I agree. And and I th- that may be the responsible move. Yeah. Because this team isn't one mm-hmm. player away. Vic right. said it himself. We have needs all over Oof. the place. And if they fill you know, one or maybe two spots and blow all their money on that. Right. Then you're counting on the draft to fill yeah. all the other needs. Yeah. What you should really count on the count on the draft is, is getting one. Right. Filling one need. Right. Yeah. And then you really mm-hmm. should hit in the second mm-hmm. and the third. But as we talked about yesterday on the pod, the Broncos ugly, haven't hit ugly, on the second ugly, and the third. Ugly, so if ugly. you're counting on that, yeah. it's probably a losing plan. Yeah, it's true. And look, you don't have to plug every needs. No. S- scheme can cover a lot of your needs. The Patriots had a ton of needs last year. They didn't have receivers. They had a tight end on his last legs with no backup. They lost their left tackle, and then the guy they drafted to be their left tackle had to was injured the entire season. So they pulled off this trade for a seventh rounder for Trent Brown. That's how that worked out. Uh, they had, you know, barely any pass rush. Uh, they had needs and holes all over, but they made it work by adjusting and covering things up with scheme. And that's just how it is. Every team is like that. We were we were spoiled that Super Bowl year or that that run of division titles where it felt like, oh, we we really only have one need to plug up and we're good. But, you know, when we finally won it all, there were plenty of needs on the offensive side. Hmm. You know, who were the starting tackles on those teams? Like, it was ugly. It, it was, was it was guys like Ryan Harris, dude. Right, right, exactly. And Manny Ramirez. Right. Well, no, I guess that was Super Bowl forty eight. Right. But still got right. you to a Super Bowl. And I mean Schofield's playing significant time. Like it was Yeah, Tyler Columbus. Right. It it was it was rough, but we still found some way somehow to make it work. Exactly. You know. Exactly. So, Drake, what is your ideal off season? My ideal off season is and and when, when, really quick. When I said keep Derek Wolf and Emmanuel Sanders, you you made a noise. Was that for both of them? Was that for one of them? I I think you're just better off saving money on those guys. So it, it include that in your yeah. plan. Yeah, I would let those two guys go and save. 
what, 15 million between the two you'd, of them? You'd save 10 mil, 18 mil. 18 mil. Yep. Um, I would re-sign Billy Turner if it's in that s- five to seven and a half range. I'm not going higher than that. We'll go six because I think that there I think go. that's Ty Sambrilo. There you go. Um, so then I have what that 17 becomes an added 12. I have. You have 29 to work. 29 with. to work with. And really quick, what's Billy Turner? Is he your right tackle? Is he one of your starting guards? Is he a backup? He's probably one of my starting guards. Okay, okay. But I like having him there because worst case scenario, he can be my tackle. But you're counting on him to be a starter. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm 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 cheap with the Broncos cap. <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, I try to find some bargain deals like Callahan. And look, if Callahan doesn't work out. So Callahan is, what should we go? It's $8 million? Gosh, that seems steep Seven? for a guy who's mostly a nickel corner. Okay. Okay. I Again, I wouldn't go much higher than like six. Okay. Well, I'll give him to you for six. And if he's not around, I'll go with the Darquez Denard. Okay. You know, who's... Brashard Breland, someone like that who it's like, eh, there might still be some untapped potential. If they don't work out, no biggie. Do you still have over $20 million? Right. Jason Barrett. I try to sign my guy, Ty Neshke. Um, Maybe I want Juwan James. And, you know, between Neshke, Juwan James, Billy Turner, I've got options to fit my best five in there. I'll still need a center, but I'm going to do that in the draft. Okay, so right now you've cut Derek Wolf and Emmanuel Sanders uh-huh. and you've added a starting corner. Uh-huh. Um and you've added a starting offensive lineman or you've mm-hmm. kept around a starting offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. What else? Um I then try to hit wide receiver, defensive lineman and uh which is middle tier guys still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can do all that. And wide receiver, I try to hit those guys in the draft. Receiver and defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I try to hit. I try to find another cheaper linebacker in free agency. Just a guy to kind of actually I have money. I'm going after KJ Wright. There you go. That's where I spend my big money. There you go. And in in this scenario, you could get Juwan James and you can get KJ Wright. So right. what you just did was you signed two offensive linemen, you signed a line a starting linebacker, you signed a starting cornerback, and the reason you were able to do that is because you moved on from Derek Wolf and Emmanuel Sanders, and you didn't go after the 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 top, top free agents. Right. You, and, but you still got some talent. I mean, if you get Bryce Callahan, you're feeling good about that. So that's that's why everyone's always and, – and it's not just – our listeners it's everyone's always infatuated by the huge names right. the huge names are great if you're a piece away totally they're not very good if you're where the broncos are at right now right i mean if that was the case i would have never cut wolf and sanders and exactly this, yeah. exactly next one coming in from carpaccio chris he says fellas just a little insider tip when going to chipotle if you ever get double meat like i do let them put the first scoop before you ask for double meat if you ask for double meat right off the bat, they'll rip you off and not give you nearly enough as you anticipated. When I've done this on occasion, you can tell the employee 
that has the that look on their face. They know you just played them. I'm like, sheesh, bro. It ain't your steak, man. Right, right. Carpaccio, Chris. I completely love it. I I love the antics. I've never got double meat, but what I do, I I do the same thing with the beans. So I'll I'll be like, yeah. Oh, the I, beans are free though. Can I? Yeah, right. But I do that with rice. But I don't want the beans. You know, I I, I like getting both beans. So instead of saying, uh, yeah, can I get a little bit of both? And then they give you, you know, the half scoop of each. I wait till they've put the full scoop of pinto on. And then I say, oh, can I black too? <laughs> All right. Hey. Nice. You know, <laughs> we do. We get a, an extra side container of beans for the little one. Ah. Uh, They're free. Who cares? That's bri- brilliant. Yeah. She likes tortillas and beans. It's easy enough. Why not? I mean, yeah. how can you not like Chipotle? I know. Now, I will say, Qdoba offers you can do double meat for free. Can't you do everything for free? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I I like Qdoba. All the add-ons. If you go with the uh whenever I go to Qdoba I go with the nachos and you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. I mean, just queso smothered everywhere. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. I'm You're with good. you on that. Next one coming in from uh Wow. Chilango Long, Bronco. Yeah, Chilango Bronco. Sorry, just scroll <laughs> up for a few minutes. Who wrote right the great there. American novel to us? You want to read this one? What? <laughs> I could have handled some of the shorter ones. You want me to do that? I'll step up. I'll step okay. up. Hi, guys. Little inside on Spanish pronunciation and word meaning. Disclosure, I've never gone to Pancheros. Pancheros is pronounced pan, not pan. So pancheros. And it refers as panchos guys like Pancho Villa or guys that have ponchos back. Also, Pancheros might be used as troublemakers. So overall, it's a cool name. Man, Dre, I'm really happy that you took this one because I'm the worst at pronouncing. <laughs> I would have pronounced all of that the same. It did work out well, <laughs> I must say. Broncos-wise, I am way more optimist for this year, even if for no big moves are made in free agency. I think that we have right now a better team than last year. Let me explain why. One, Flacco is not a small improvement at quarterback. It is a huge improvement. He just is a better, more experienced Super Bowl MVP player. Two, the coach staff is all is also way, way better than last year. I just think about the Texans game and feel nausea. I think we will not lose this these games anymore, not with this staff. While having everyone healthy last year, the team had a stretch of good to great games. So now if everyone stays healthy, I think we can only hope that stretch lasts longer. In parentheses, the team just fell apart when Chris and Emmanuel got injured, no doubt. Four, the O-line played relatively acceptable in those games, even if with all the injuries. So I imagine having the best O-line coach in the league, no injuries. Please, Ryan, touch wood. Did it. Zach just did it. And a better QB, they can play better. Five, I would go for the best player available every round, no matter the position. As mentioned, we need players everywhere. My guy, absolutely, every team in every sport should always only do that. Six, we will have an easier schedule than last year, and I think with this coaching staff, we can compete with the Chargers and Chiefs. Woo! Not even done. Concerns. (laughs) My biggest concern is our wide receiver core. Uh, I think it is our weakest link. I'm not sure Emmanuel can play the way he used to, but if we get Wes Isabella on the draft, it would get me excited. 
Overall, I think Elway did an outstanding job on our coaching staff. Much love. Wow. I mean, great, great comment there, Chilongo Bronco. Great job reading it, Andre. You powered through. Go take a break. Go take a few hours off. We'll talk to you after I'm done dissecting this this comment. But really good job. And here's the thing, Chilongo Bronco. If you're really going with best player available – you may not have to be concerned about your wide receiving core because you may go DK Metcalf in the first and you may go Andy Isabella in the second, here, which, here, would be, which would be wild. Yeah. I think all of us are on board for Isabella. Really quick, what do you think of DJ Metcalf? DK. Uh, DK, yeah. He is the ultimate boomer bust guy. Yeah. I mean, just a like, raw piece yep. of clay. Yep. His production, even his tape, I mean, you see great flashes, but it's... You know, it's weird, and he was sharing touches with two other NFL-caliber receivers, and then he gets injured. Uh, but, you know, what he did at the Combine was freaky. Uh, he's got a first-round grade for me. He could be the next—he could be, like, Josh Gordon without the off-field concerns. Mm. He could be Kevin White. Was mm. that the guy drafted by the yeah. Bears in the top ten? I think he's already a free agent. West Virginia, right. He's never done anything. Just injuries have— ruined him and he did more in college than dk ever did other interesting thing about metcalf he's never left oxford mississippi he really grew, grew up there went to high school there went to college there wow so no matter what this will be his first time away mm. from his hometown and you know what's interesting about that that reminds me of demarcus walker mm. he uh he was a guy that i believe when he left when he was drafted by the broncos the first time ever leaving florida in wow. terms of like you know yeah, living, yeah. right? Um, and that that can really impact people. That can really oh, you impact bet. people. You so bet. That, that's a really interesting point. Yeah. Um, and j- just to add to all of this, something that sparked my memory, and I can't believe I haven't said on this pod earlier. So congratulations for those of you who are sticking around in the third segment. Nice. When I talked to a Broncos source at the combine last week, after they were raving about Joe Flacco and, and truly telling me how they believe he's the truth and he's their guy. Right. What they left off was we just need to get pieces around him. Mm-hmm. And they weren't talking about the defensive side. They weren't yeah. talking about a team around him. Right. So, <laughs> especially, I mean, everyone, not not just our listeners, but everyone is talking about defense, 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 yep. defense in free agency, defense in the draft. And it makes sense. There's There's a lot of talent especially in the draft on defense. Well, Elway's brainwashed us because that's how he thinks is defense, defense, defense. But now inside the organization has changed and everyone outside is still thinking defense, defense. I think it's going to be a lot more offensive focused than everyone thinks. I should hope so. I mean, that was the big hole last year was the offense, you know? Yep. We're just lacking for talent on offense. Exactly. In every single unit. Aside from running back, but even then, you you wonder how Phil will come back from the injury. And Royce had his flashes, but fell off at the end of the year. So, a few answers there, too. So, yeah, I mean. Especially on that offensive line. Dre, there's there's one known commodity coming back, and I don't even know if you like that known commodity. It's Garrett Bowles. Yeah. And we're not fully sure he's going to be the left tackle. Obviously, you have Ron Leary coming back, but he's coming off an Achilles, so that's not a known commodity. How much can they save by s- cutting Ron Leary, or is that not? E- that's off the table, huh? Pretty much, yeah. Because he's would be injured, and he's guaranteed money exactly. because he's, he's guaranteed $5.35 million of his $8 million salary. So, yeah, no point. Yeah, it, no exactly. Point. Okay. Do you like Dags? Chiming in says, enough of the Josh Rosen love fest. 
Sorry, guys. I know he's one of your guys, but this has to be said. The Arizona Cardinals traded up to 10 in last year's draft to get Rosen. He was their guy. After sitting out the start of the season, Rosen played 11 games for the Cardinals and finished the year with 11 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, and a 55% completion rate, a 66 QBR. Those numbers could be forgiven and chalked up to a rookie settling into his first year in the league, but only if he also showed strong leadership and the potential to improve. Rosen was perceived to be one of the most pro-ready quarterbacks in the draft. After only one season with Arizona, the team was already looking to move on from him and potentially shopping him for a second or even third round pick. The red flags are waving, but many are still in denial and refuse to see the clear message here. Rosen is a turd in the punch bowl. (laughs) His talent simply does not outweigh his arrogance and poor attitude. Before being drafted, it was widely said that Rosen would challenge his coaches. He was like pro- he was likely proving himself to be a challenge for his coaches and also a challenge for his players around him. This is absolutely not the kind of player the Broncos want in their locker room and certainly not the cap- captain needed to write the ship. Rant over. Nothing but love for, for you, RK and, Z- and Zach. Much love to the whole BSN fam. Dags. Hey, Dags. We told you guys, bring it. When you disagree with us, yeah. bring it. Bring it. This is what I'm talking about. I love this comment. Yeah. Disagree with me more. Yeah. Especially not I mean, RK and I, we're disagreeing a little more the, the, this week. Oh, I know. So I love it. But a little trouble in paradise, huh? Apparently. I mean, <laughs> I, I I like it. I like the ups and downs. <laughs> but but seriously, right. I mean, I love these type of comments. So Dre, yeah. gotta bring you in. Josh Rosen. Yeah. Um, uh... Dags is wrong. <laughs> Plain and simple. Uh, the Cardinals are moving on, you know, primarily because it's a scheme change and they're going all in. The Cardinals were also wrong in the coaching staff they assembled last year. The Cardinals have been wrong about a lot of stuff. That's... I wouldn't trust them. Rosen went through playing with the worst offensive line in football. Terrible wide receivers. <laughs> you know, a rookie in Christian Kirk who gets injured at a certain point. And Larry Fitzgerald, who's on his last legs and playing as a big slot receiver. Name me a tight end for the Cardinals. I'll wait. David Johnson's shell of himself. Yeah, and can I add something really quick? Please what, do. Maybe it was David Johnson was either, yeah, he's either done after signing that contract right. or the offensive line was so bad. Yep. And you know who else had to play behind that offensive line? Right, right. And Rosen was the one guy we said he needs a decent O-line. Right. Um, yep. On top of that, Mike McCoy's his play caller. He's terrible. Spoiler alert. Didn't need to tell you guys that because you're Broncos fans. Where is he now? Then they hire Byron Letwich. Never called a play in the NFL prior. Yeah. And just on a sinking ship. So, yeah, you look at those stats. They don't look great. Again, they're better than anything Trubisky or Goff did as as uh, rookies, and they didn't go through all this turmoil as rookies or have nearly as bad of a roster around them. Yep. And on top of this arrogant stuff, any challenges as coaches, you know who's also arrogant like times a thousand? (laughs) Baker freaking Mayfield. (laughs) You think he was challenging Hugh Jackson? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know how I know, Zach? Because he's grabbing his genitals while looking back at the sideline to you. Because my eyes function and I know that. Like, you need a little cockiness to be great. I'm sorry, you do. Kobe Bryant, super cocky. Yep. Tom Brady, pretty cocky guy. 
pretty arrogant guy at times. Have you seen him get in shouting matches with guys? You know, like it. I get it. We'd all like nice guys who we want to get along with, but sometimes they're jerks, and sometimes that's part of what makes them great athletes. Yeah. Michael Jordan, by the way, maybe the most arrogant person of all time. Just FYI. LeBron has now points, more points than him. Michael's gonna hate. That. Michael might come back and play for the Hornets. <laughs> Don't be surprised. That's the type of rant that I love. There you I go. love that. Man, we, we have go. Dags bringing a rant. We have yeah. we have Andre firing back with a rant. I, that was that was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Taking a bow. <laughs> thank you. So, pretty clear where you stand on Josh Rosen, I'd say. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, I mean, in retrospect, maybe he wasn't worth the 10th pick in right. last year's draft. Right. Time will tell. And that's the thing is – you're not you're not picking him at five. You're not giving up last year's fifth overall pick. You're right. not giving up a first round pick to do this. Right. So I say take all of that. And and Dags, yeah, there are some questions about him. Right. Um whether, you know, some people want to think they're huge or smaller. Yeah. It, it is fine. You can debate that. Even if they're huge questions. Right. Like I like I said, the only way I'm not doing this trade is if I find out he doesn't care about football and he wants nothing to do with football and he's right. lost everything then then you don't do right. it if you're a little concerned about his arrogance and, and challenging the coaches bring it yeah for a third round pick you kidding me by the way this is how millennials think they challenge their coaches mm. this military mentality of when i say jump you say how high it's it's old school mm. and it's why mcveigh is winning and all the rest of us are stuck in this, you know, mm. this old school thinking. Mm. So. I love it. I love the perspective, Andre. Next one coming in from Mile High Kansas says, hey, guys, what are your thoughts on this draft scenario? Trade back from 10 to the mid-teens or lower 20s. Okay. Grab either Bush or one of the cornerbacks while picking up an additional second in either a third or a fourth this year. Then take the two second-round picks and trade back up to get Dalton Reisner. Is it Risner or Reisner? I believe it's you would know better than RK and I you know who really knows is Matt Machesney of whose course, show yeah. I edit and stuff and <laughs> I think he calls him Reisner Reisner okay we're going Reisner he says then trade the two second round picks and trade back up to get Dalton Reisner then in the third round grab either or both depending on what you can pick up from trading back from 10 and draft the likes of Isabella or Rocky Sin. Also, I'm curious what your thoughts on Landon Collins. Haven't heard his name thrown around very much. Thanks, as always. Keep up the great work. What do you want to tackle first, Landon Collins? Let's do it. Which we kind of tackled. Yeah. I, I don't think he's a great fit on this roster, this scheme. Yeah. What do you think of the Giants letting go of him? I think it's interesting, much like C.J. Mosley, if the Ravens let go mm. of him. I think it's telling. Mm. And I think Collins was never... You know, I think that one great season might have been a bit of a mirage. Right. And then what about C.J. Mosley with the Ravens? Because I, I always figured if the Ravens let him go, that was never a concern to me. But maybe it should be. To me, it was just they don't want to pay him. Right? <laughs> Which, <laughs> have you answered your own question? Um, no, I mean, they're they're not going to hold on to him at all costs because there's that – wacky thing about linebackers and giving them a tag right okay. if it's an off-ball linebacker you don't want to pay him like an outside linebacker in a three-four who's really right. like a defensive end pass rusher. just stupid 
by the way. So dumb. Like, <laughs> how hard I do it in my rankings. <laughs> call them one is an edge rusher, right. the other is an off ball linebacker. Or how hard is this? Do you think you could distinguish between centers and left tackles? What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I think I could do that. Um, so there, that's my thoughts on Landon Collins. Yeah. Um, and then tell me, tell me, obviously, I'm sure you like Andy Isabella just as much as we do. Yeah, yeah, and I mean the trade back scenario would be great. Bush would be an amazing pickup, um, or one of the cornerbacks if Greedy Byron, uh, Byron Murphy, or Baker were to drop all four. That's so what, good value. What do you think of where? Can you get Bush realistically? Oh, I think you have to pounce on it by the teens, let's say. Okay, so it so a trade back in order to get him is trading with the Redskins and at fifteen and where exactly. the Redskins get their quarterback, you get Bush at fifteen, you pick up a second or third round pick. You can't go back to the early twenties and get him. No. You're exactly. rolling the dice. Exactly. And he mentioned lower twenties, which maybe was a typo. Yeah. I I wouldn't drop that far. Right. But yeah, drop into the mid teens, as he mentioned. Totally for um I'd hope to add even more than I'd love to add like two seconds. Um as opposed to a second and a third or fourth. Sure. Um and I think that'd be decent value even for a move down from ten to fifteen. Uh, I think I've got a a piece coming that you'll really like. I think it'll it'll come I enjoy all your before pieces, the Zach. draft. It it looks at looking at recent history, how much the Broncos could get by moving back, or how much they'd have to give oh, up nice. by moving up. Nice, yeah, that sounds really interesting. Yeah, I'm still diving in, or I'd give you the numbers now. I'll say this: I don't think Reisner is worth moving up for. Hmm, and I I like to hear that because we're high on him, the oh, local yeah. kid, and and he's a good player. Dude. But I, but I like to hear realistic. Uh, wh- where do you think he's realistically should go? I mean, it's a tackle class with great depth, and I think he will go in the late first to early second, but I don't think you need to reach. You know, if, if someone takes him earlier, you just play the board and use the depth that's available in this nice class and let, you know, see who else drops. Maybe a guy like Yadni Kajust out of West Virginia drops who's coming off a bad combine. Maybe a guy like David Edwards from Wisconsin drops, and he reminds me a lot of Jared Valdir. Maybe the raw Greg Little drops, and you put him in Munchak's hands, and he becomes like one of the next great offensive tackles in the league, or Caleb McGarry, or Titus Howard. You know, you just play the board, and you don't force the pick. And, you know, that's what I do. Uh, Yasin, I feel like, will go higher than the third. So I'd take that option off of this, but plenty of other cornerback options. That's where I'd start to look at corners, whether it's Lonnie Johnson Jr. from Kentucky, Julian Love, uh, Justin Lane from Michigan State, Chris Boyd from Texas. See who drops, play the board, and I would get greedy and try to wait on Isabella or Penny Hart in early round four. There you go. And if not them, we'll, we'll have other options as well. There you go. Yeah. No no one better to break it down than you. Next one coming in from 49th State Bronco. Hey, guys, back from Maui, and the Alaskan water is being shipped later today or tomorrow morning. Oh, my goodness, it's happening. Wow. To fulfill the obligatory food portion of my comment, <laughs> while in Maui, I had some good fish tacos at Monkey Pod, solid pizza at... 
Maniolis. Maniolis, yeah. There we go. And some pretty satisfying cold snacks at Maui Brewing Company. First time in Maui, though, so I'm not on authority to the local eats there. Man, that is still, I mean, when you travel, give us those takes. Uh, (laughs) I had, I was always skeptical of fish tacos. Oh my gosh, they're like the greatest thing on earth. Because here's the thing is, I was always worried the consistency, like the meat was just going to be a little too soft and not work in a fish taco. Yeah. Oh man, I had some fish tacos. Dead wrong, huh? It's fantastic. I may if if fish tacos are on the menu as opposed to other tacos, I may only get fish tacos. Yeah, good and I'm call. talking restaurant, not like a Chipotle. We make some at home oh. that are out of this Ooh, world. What do you do to them? You know, it's just we we get some like frozen fish taco type fried thing, so that's really easy. Yep. Kate makes this amazing like tartar sauce for them, mm. you know, homemade mayo mm. and all that kind of stuff. And we add some what it, it's not celery, um, like cold slaw type mix oh, on top or man. cabbage mix on top. And you've uh, had me feta cheese, stuff oh, yeah. like that. Oh, or yeah. like uh, they have that queso fresco. Yeah. Woo, yeah. So yeah. good. Man, oh, your, your house always has a good cooking. Yeah, if we have time to cook. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great, great insight. Oh, man, we can't wait for the Alaskan water. I just, you know what? Amazing. In order to prepare for it, I just won't drink anything until it comes. <laughs> no, don't so do hopefully that. it's on express shipping. <laughs> he goes on and says a strong underlying theme in all of the draft talk is that our poor drafting over the last few years is directly attributed to Elway. Well, I get that the buck stops with the man, I'm assuming he has a collection of folks who are influencing his decisions in that area. Does your access to the team give you insight into the process for the team? Who are his influencers leading up to and on draft day? Does he operate on an island, or is he getting bad intel from talent scouts? Are, are changes needed in his scouting staff? Seems like there's a lot of finger pointing, but I'm not sure how well any of us really know how the draft process works for the Broncos organization. I agree that ultimate responsibility for poor drafting does fall on Elway, but like everything else, I'm sure there are nuances and layers. Thanks. You're absolutely right. It's It's not just on John. It's a collective effort. Sure is. John is on top, though. Now, here's how it works, and Andre, you know the process better, but there's scouts... Uh, all across the country for the Broncos starting in August, if Mm -hmm. not July. And they're out there scouting all these people. Then right around now, actually a little before now, uh, I guess maybe actually right after free agency. So Uh almost right around now, the coaches start diving in. And they start looking at the guys that were highly recommended or the guys who they think will fall into the sixth round. Mm -hmm. And the coaches look in and give their input. And they say, yes, he will fit with my scheme. He won't. And then kind of a, a draft board starts being set right. there. Right. Yeah. Um, I think part of Elway's problem is he hasn't got enough help. You know? Yep. Brian Zanders, when he started yep. his career, they put together some good drafts. Best draft he'd had in a long while was last year with Gary Kubiak's help. Mm. You know, he just needs a second guy. I think he's got too much on his plate between everything he does and... I think maybe that early drafting success made him too confident. Right. 
And he thought, oh, I can do this all on my own. I don't need help from guys who've done this their entire lives, be personnel evaluators. So what I wonder now is after last year, is his confidence mm -hmm. back up to that level after coming down a bit? And is he going to just brush you know, the Gary Kubiak impact, however much right. that was or wasn't, right. is he going to brush that off? Well, clearly he is. They haven't added anyone. Yeah. And he was asked, are you going to add someone? He said, that's something we do after the draft. So for this year, they lost Gary Kubiak and they yeah. didn't add anyone. Right. That's a, that's an issue though. I'm really hopeful that Fanjo will give some good input. Though he doesn't feel like a personnel man. No, that's John's baby. Mm -hmm. As Fangio would say. Yeah. But you know, they have, a large scout staff who work their butts off. They're one of the few teams who just about any event I'm at, I always see multiple Broncos scouts. Mm. Now, given some of that is I'm at local pro days, so obviously it's easier for them to send someone up I-25 to right. scout right. Fort Collins and Boulder than it is for the Browns to you know fly guys across the country for that. Uh, but they have a large staff competent staff um and i think they're always adding new guys they're promoting guys from that staff you know i remember my first pro day clint kubiak was there wow now as a scout and yeah. now clint has moved as uh, moved on up you know um join daddy join daddy <laughs> uh so i mean i think they're doing the right thing structurally i wonder if elway you know that's that's the thing about higher higher management that GM or CEO you can hire the most competent people ever but if you don't listen to them mm. yeah they're kind of useless they're kind of wasted resources yep yep exactly you said it perfectly next one coming in from Ozzy says hey guys first off just want to say thank you for the awesome content during the combine also thank you for not posting any clickbait ar clickbait articles unlike another certain news outlet in Denver not going to name names, but anyone who is part of any Broncos group on Facebook knows who I am talking about. Mini rant over. I love the rants coming in. Wow. Anyway, onto a football question. And first off, thank you so much. We pride oh. ourselves on only giving you good content, whether it's here, yeah. whether it's um, on the website. Yeah. Uh, so thank you so much for, for you guys took it that. to another level. Though. Oh, absolutely. That combine coverage was outstanding. Truly. Oh, thank you. Great job. Thank guys. you. It really, was, uh, really, really great job. It was. It was quite a seventy-two hours. I'll say that. I bet. Must read stuff every day though. Loved it. I really, appreciate that. Really, Dre. really great stuff. Everything you put out is the thing about what you do is it can literally only be found on BSN. There's no question about that. People try, but... Uh, uh, they try and they... Can't always do it. They try and they stop about a month in. Right. Because they say, well, this is A, too much work. It's too hard. I don't know what I'm talking about. Right. And then they say, oh, we just can't keep up with Andre. They don't have the right amount of insanity. It's that's uh, I, that's all it takes. I've seen nearly every other website start to try to do what you do, and then they drop out. Well, I appreciate You're the only it. one that lasts. I appreciate it. It's impressive, Andre. I take pride in that. So on to the football question. What do you guys think of signing Landon Collins as a linebacker? I saw a pro mm. football article this morning explaining that if he were to that if he were to identify as a linebacker, he would be the best free agent according to their metrics. I'm not saying we should do this, but it would be something out of the box. Thoughts? Love that. Do you? In this fit? Love that. Yeah. 
in this scheme, I think that would be a really intriguing way of doing that. Mm. Now, I wouldn't pay him that like ten million he's commanding to them trying him some experiment in another position. Right. Uh, you know, I have to have all my ducks lined up. I need to have Vic Fangio on board and. I do worry that maybe that close to the line, he'd be a little light against the run. Right, exactly, and that's that's what it made me think of. It made me think of Brandon Marshall, uh, getting yeah, skinny right. last year. Obviously, Landon's probably right. more of talent than Brandon. Right, um, and then Sua trying to yep. he didn't yep. pan out. Now maybe he will, but Landon obviously more talented than those guys. Right. But uh, it just makes me a little worried yeah. paying a guy a lot of money. Actually, makes me terribly worried to pay a, lot, pay a guy a lot of money right. to, with the intention exactly. of switching positions. Exactly. You know, the other thing is we're going to lose Pecco. We might lose Wolf. Mm. If you don't have the big uglies protecting a lighter mm. linebacker, it scares yep. me that much yep. more. So. Exactly. You know. Next one coming in. Final one coming in from Mad Dog 1988 He says, hey, guys, I think Ryan said the Taco Bell is amazing. Here <laughs> in Waukesha, Wisconsin, Taco John's gives Taco Bell good competition. <clears throat> I actually prefer it. Get their grilled stuffed taco and some Olays. Anyways, here's my question. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> First, uh, I mean, Andre just loves the food and water <laughs> talk guys, on this pod. You guys are crazy. <laughs> we built a monster in his no mind. No kidding. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So we'll get to what you like, Andre. Here's to football. Has Denver looked into any of the AAF players? Because the guy I like is wide receiver Rashad R- Rashad Ross from Arizona Hotshots. He seems to be a good route runner and can flat out catch. Thoughts? Andre, do you know anything about him? No, haven't watched enough of the Hotshots. Um, I think, But I think the entire NFL's on notice with guys from the AAF. You know... Gotta be paying attention. Except for the Broncos. Oh, boy. Except for the Broncos. John, John was asked about it at the Combine last week and couldn't have scoffed <laughs> oh. off the question more. He pretty much said, I'm busy doing my own stuff. I can't watch another league. Are you kidding me? And uh, Give that... me a pillow to show <laughs> right now. <laughs> and, you know, that's – and then John, of course, went on to talk about Kyler Murray, and we've talked about that a lot. And not saying that the AAF is – I guess it is kind of new age. It's a new age game in a little bit, but also just a new age way of – finding talent yeah and the broncos kyler murray is is potentially the new age quarterback the broncos aren't interested specifically (sighs) john elway isn't interested in new age so to answer your question from john elway's mouth (laughs) no we we as in the broncos are not looking at the aaf which in some ways makes me think that uh, that was from ozzy right i just closed my phone mad dog 1988 oh mad dog that in some ways Mad Dog might be a more competent uh, <laughs> front office person than who we have in place. But, uh, you you keep, you know, I'm with you, Mad Dog. I've, leave no no stones unturned. Exactly. Yeah. And and maybe maybe it's just the entire personnel department is too small right now, Dre. Maybe the Broncos don't know how to look at the AAF when they're in the middle uh, in the final stage of putting together their draft board, I don't. M- maybe next year it's a completely different view from this right. team. Right, could be. And I'm sure. I'm sure there's a lot of teams that are uh, uncertain on how to handle this now, and we'll probably take yeah, a different yeah. approach next Good year. Point. Now, maybe the Broncos' approach this year will stay the same. Maybe it'll be less. Maybe they have one scout watching all ten games o- over the weekend. Oh, and maybe next week it'll be next year it'll be zero. I don't know. But right mean, now, they don't care. My DMs are open. If anyone's <laughs> interested. There we go. Maybe John will reach out to you. 
please. There we go. John, hit him up. There you go. Hit him up. I saw there's a uh, fake John Elway account, uh, Facebook <laughs> Facebook account out there. Wonderful. Uh, Denver Broncos UK reached out uh, to me on, on Twitter asking if this was true. Here's what the fake John Elway said, but poses as the real John Elway. Uh-huh. Feeling great about the new coaching staff and the Flacco signing. Free agency is around the corner. Taking step toward a great 2019 season. Hashtag Broncos 2019. That post has over 1,000 likes in 42 (laughs) minutes. And the reason, I mean, there's many reasons why this is fake. First, he said Joe Flacco was a signing. Joe Flacco is a trade. Uh Also, John Elway can't talk about free agents or, or talk about the Flacco signing. And third, John Elway doesn't social media. He's social media. He tweets once right. once a month. He's not he's not putting this out there. But Andre, it's been awesome. Dude, this was amazing. We went an hour and forty two minutes. <laughs> what sickos. That's, uh, that's and it flew by. One of the probably the most enjoyable thing I've done all week. So. I love it. I love I love any time I do this pod. I especially love when we get you on board. And we Ryan and I have talked about getting you on board, maybe uh occasionally doing a pod with uh us three, maybe even throw Brandon Spano in the mix mm. as some people have been chiming for that. Mm. And so that'll do it for for this week. Make sure you turn tune in to the draft pod tomorrow. This yep. is the time to be rolling along with you guys. Oh yeah, loaded and then, show. And then Monday, 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 free agency will open. Oh my gosh, I we can will hardly be wait. Fully into it, wow. I can't wait either. So on behalf of Ryan, Andre, and myself, thank you guys for tuning in with us and rolling with us this week. Check out the draft pod tomorrow, and we'll see you when the new league year begins. Wow.